This is the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Now, here's your host, Tommy B. Welcome to the You Need to Know podcast. It's the podcast that talks to business leaders, innovators, community, and opinion leaders. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Tune in at You Need to Know Podcast. Make sure that when you do the search, you look up You Need to Know Podcast. Also, you can go to our website at castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. And you'll find us, this podcast, and many other great podcasts at the website. And uh, I am I am pleased I'm happy, uh, jumping for joy. Uh, that Pastor Levi Rozier has agreed to be on the You Need to Know podcast, and he is senior pastor, CEO of Harvest Builders Worship Center. It's a progressive church located in Warner Robins, Georgia, better known as Middle Georgia. And uh, Pastor Levi's been in ministry since 1996. Uh, he's been in the Navy, law enforcement, done school safety, married to the lovely uh, First Lady Felicia Rozier. Can I say lovely? Is that okay, Pastor? No, that's good, me, baby. <laughs> Two awesome kids, and and he has a new book. Building You, 52 Weekly Devotions of God's Wisdom. Pastor Levi Rosier, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. No, I'm honored. I'm honored, be, I'm honored my, my friend. I really am. Hey, let me say this, full disclosure uh, to my podcast audience. I met Pastor Levi, had to be in the early 2000s. Uh, we were attending uh, a mixed race church. Uh, large evangelical church. And um, when that was before he decided to go off and do his own thing, uh, he struck out, did, uh, did his own thing with Harvest Builders Worship Center. And I really have admired his tenacity and his ability to serve the local community in, in many different ways, not only just uh, in the pulpit, but just out in the streets and in the community and, and, and really uh, an advocate for social justice as well. So we, you know, we are you appreciate everything you do, sir. We appreciate it. Oh, sir. Hey, I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, tell us about the new book. Um, it is, uh, and, and let me let me give you all some of these uh, some of these chapters because they're 52, <laughs> one for each week. You got no more excuses. Make the adjustment. Go to the expert. Just do it. Don't let the enemy see. I'm all, I'm already inspired. I hadn't even read it really, <laughs> but just by going through the table of contents. So what what made you decide to do a weekly devotional? Well, yeah, I, it, to be honest, you know, most people take the Spanish short now um, with social media, but um, that's just the backside of it. But um, I am a builder at heart. Even when I started church years ago, um, the Lord asked me to start a church. My wife was going through a horrific time in her life with the diabetes and having um I happened to have a transplant, and we came through that. Through that. Uh, and when God told me to start a church, he taught me about building people. And to me, I, need, I needed something tangible. Um, and with all the nefarious stuff going on in life now, people dealing with stuff, um, I've, I've always been that person who just want to build people. And so I'm not saying I'm going to write out another book oh, that, that's long-winded, but most of the thing I think people don't need a whole lot right now. Mm-hmm. They need something to encourage their heart. And to be honest, it's just... Doing this weekly through my people, you know, you were part of that makeup. I just just doing this, you know, just because I love people. Yeah, and the yeah. Lord, you know, His grace decided, you know what, we can make a book out of this and not just for our own people, but people around the world. So this how this is who I am, and unfortunately, unfortunately, God decided, you know what, let's make a book out of it and let's just touch people around the world with it, no matter what color, race, where they are, ethnicity, it, it works for everybody. Very good, very good. And, and Pastor Levi, you grew up in Twiggs County. Am I correct? You were like in the Twiggs County. I did. I was born and raised there. And, and you know, if, if y'all don't know uh, Twiggs County, Georgia, ain't no silver spoon in your mouth over no. in Twiggs County. No, no. Uh, large family, 
Um, how did that shape you as, as a person and, and how did it shape you for ministry? You know, talk you know, a little bit I, about that. I, I, I really admire my, my mother uh, who raised all eight of us. My dad was there for a while until I was 12 years old. And he was kind of, he kind of, for whatever reason, they, they, they decided to be together. But it, it left my mom in a position of eight children and done well with all eight of us. And with me just being the oldest son, it just automatically fall on the son. And so taking on that responsibility, I, I didn't I didn't run from it. We embraced it. My mom kept us together, and we decided to just make it do what it do. Mm-hmm. And doing that process at the time, Thomas, you really don't know, you don't really, you don't see it then that you, all you got then is why, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, well, let's just do this. Um, and then later on in life, you start building yourself and finding yourself, and God start doing stuff in your life, whether that's financially, spiritually. Business-wise, and then you start realizing some of the things I went through at that age um, almost prepared you for where you are now. And you don't see it at that time. I didn't see that at all. Mm-hmm. Let's come from a small town, large family, um, with all those issues that we were having. That God saw fit. You know what? There's some things that I can use from all of that. The devil thought he was messing my head up, but God in turn took it. You know, and and, and it really helps me in ministry how to deal with people with different things you're going through life. It really has. Good, good, good. And, and the other thing, I mean, you're a very transparent pastor when you're when you're in the pulpit. You talk about all the facets of life <laughs> you've been through. Uh, you, you're very transparent. Uh, you talk about your time in the military. You were in the Navy. Uh, you've done law enforcement. And, and if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, you did DEA. You were like undercover. You did some of that as well. Uh, you've overseen school safety. You know, and, and you know, you've been in the schools and, and you've been in that situation where you also understand probably some of the things that are going on uh, with school safety and in terms of protecting our, our, our young people. How's that shaped your view of the world, man? How's that shaped your ministry, sir? You know, you know, this being starting out in the military, I think that I was, I was, I, I, it was not a plan I had in mind, military or law enforcement, or that they had to be in school safety. Uh, I think the Lord knew what I needed. I responded to the military because I didn't know my mom needed some, needed 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 somebody to help bring money home, not just go to school immediately. I did go to school, but uh, immediately I just needed to join the military. And when I got in the military, I'm not gonna lie, I was shell shocked. Um, you, you said it. I come out of a small town. Um, everything was, everything was methodical. You knew what time church was. You knew what time you know everybody was at. Um, everything was planned together. You get in the military, and, and Lord, Lord, my hold, the Lord sent me to California. Wow. And through all of that, um, uh, look at all the professional people out there, and the structure of the military really helped me balance my life out, that life went just one way. And the various opportunities that I had to be out there was awesome. And, 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 and I did 16 years in it all together. And then it got it then. The Lord allowed me to get into law enforcement, and as you said, I started out as a drug agent, undercover, a drug agent, and I was I was I was probably the best they ever had in the majority area. I don't pride myself in that. I just at that time, I got to see some of the interworking of how gangs, drugs was actually tearing our inner cities apart, hmm. from the smallest town like Jeffersonville to. Making to Uladilla, um, Vidalia, um, Fort Valley State University. I was in all those cities buying buying drugs, wow. and I was able to see what the enemy itself was destroying our community economically, socially. Um, and it was tearing my heart apart. Even though I was in the part of trying to stop it, um, they stopped me from buying um, 
um, from from um, drugs to talking in about thirty to sixty days because I was so good at it. Wow. Um, and I thought like, man, I, the plan was to keep him under for a whole year, mm-hmm. but I could buy it so well, and the conversation was so good that when I came out of it, um, now I'm asking myself, Lord, how can I help it? Because just like I'm pulled up is not really all the it's the, can't be the only answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it can't be the only answer. Right. right. And then having to having to translate that back into um, ministry, oh my goodness, you cannot just lock folks up, put, put them in jail, and think they're going to solve our community answers. And, it, and more or less, it almost hurt us sometimes because we're not on the front side being proactive. And so as a pastor now, I'm big on being proactive on all our things I do. I'm hoping this book helped that also. Well, someone can see and read and help stop all this stuff in our communities. Mm-hmm. And then Lord just allowed me to be in school safety, man. I'm talking about that school safety stuff was phenomenal because um, um, people we talk about now how these school shootings going on in our communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to write a book, I would do one on school safety because um, I, I hear all these people talking on TV, CNN, from the president all the way down about what can we do to stop school shooting. And I'm not saying we need law form in the school. I'm not saying all of that. But what we need more than anything, Thomas, is more proactive approach about finding who our kids are, what's going on with our kids. Mm. You know, we just can't keep running through the, running through and run them out. And I and I tell you, uh, Twins County Public Schools is a small community, um, but we made it our business over the, over, the, over the 11 years that I was there to make our school a safe place. So many of these schools, Pastor Levi, uh, will run these kids through schools as numbers or as test scores. And, and you're absolutely right. Nobody really gets to know who the kids are. That's an, that's an excellent approach. Excellent approach. Our uh, political environment, and, and I'm not going to get into politics, sir. I didn't. I didn't call. It, I, I didn't. I didn't put you on the interview to set you up with a with the right or wrong answer. Okay, but but the environment is so toxic, and and you know it has to maybe trouble. Uh, you know a lot of a lot of your parishioners, a lot of your congregation, and and you come from a diverse ministry background. Uh, you've you've been on the in the evangelical movement. Uh, you've been part of a mixed race church. Uh, you you've had spiritual mentors, you know, who were who were you know both black and white. How, how do you feel right. the church can help to heal the gap of of what's going on? I know, and, and, but, you know, to be honest with you, the church got to face its own ghost. Um, um, we we t- you know the, the biggest question to all philosophies of all years have been how do you find um, unity and diversity? And that's a big beast. How you find that somewhere in the church itself? Has has had too much of his own personal agenda, and you know my background. I, mean, I come out of church God in Christ. I went to a, you know, then I went to a non-denominational church. Then I went to a, um, um, a dominant, um, diverse church with um, a Caucasian pastor, and I don't, I don't, I don't regret that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to have dialogue with all the pastor I've been with about this conversation right here that you are having. And I don't shy away from um, my feeling about how we bring that together. It's just even when you talk to people about, uh, you're talking to room with people, everybody's bringing their own construct, and everybody tends to go back inward because they got to go back to that crowd they, they, they passed it. Mm. And, and when they come in the room, it all sounds good, um, but, the question, but the problem is that's still how they eat. Correct. And when they go back to where they eat at, who feed them, mm-hmm. um, they tend to don't do a good job. Um, I look at our our, our, our our political climate. It is you said the good word toxic. Not that, you, you're being nice, <laughs> um, and that's from local to statewide to to to, to federal. Um, and I have no problem having those conversations where you know it's not that um, that I speak up against somebody and per se as much as I speak against what 
um, I, that I think is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the church itself has, to me, got to first face its own ghost. We don't do a good job of vocally unifying ourselves on a continual basis. We do it when certain things come up. We do it when politics. We do it when, you know, different things happen. But on a continual basis, we don't really put forth the effort and say, you know what, our biggest ghost is ourselves. We keep running back to our evangelical corner or back to our denomination corners or back to our race corners that we're, we're safe at instead of saying, you know what, how do we bridge this gap? It's gonna, it won't be overnight, um, but we've got to find a way to bridge that gap. And um, I've been in several rooms um, just in the last several months. I've been some pastors uh, on different issues, uh, from politics, um, social issues, and I don't. And I, I love me with those guys, but but in, but when you get the end of the day, when, when when the politics is over, we stop meeting. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. certain things stop going on, we stop meeting. Absolutely. And that's that's disheartening. That is, to me, that's disheartening. And that 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 means we had some. That mean maybe we all had some personal agenda that we that we need to that we need to a cost. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep saying we got to face our own ghosts. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, to really pull ourselves up and make our to make. To make the um, politics called politics politics, mm-hmm. but when politics come to us, do we help politics become worse than what they are, or do we hold politics accountable? Sure, gotcha. And I don't think we're doing a good job doing that. Beyond, I don't think we are as a whole doing a good job of holding people accountable, because um, our politics are out of control. Part of your your role as a as a pastor uh, is CEO, and and without a doubt, in the uh, when you when you take a look at black entrepreneurship, the church is a strong component, uh, whether we want to admit that or not, of black entrepreneurship. I mean, Sunday mornings is is a, a power when it comes down to black economic power. Um, do you think it's helped our communities become more uh, self sustaining? Can it do a better job? Is there an opportunity to do a better job? There's an opportunity to do a better job. I, uh... I look at even the church I passed in. I look at a lot of the entrepreneurs I have business owners that has either have been developed here since they've been in my church or just came here. Um, and I watch how they are interacting with our communities, and they do a fantastic job channeling their power and try to empower empower people to be more you know self sustained. Um, but as a whole, the black community and black churches still don't do it. That's the time of if you just study study study. There are over billions of dollars run through the black church every weekend, um, um, and and that's sad that that much money is going through our congregation, and I was some of our communities look the way they look. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, because I'm in Houston County, it's a different little makeup. This is a different little makeup. I'm not. I don't. Have, I don't pastor in the city church, um, but I but I've worked in the city uh, situations and seen how some of your biggest churches are huge, but. Let's be honest. A lot of your congregants are coming from outside to the church. Mm, They're not okay. living in that community, nor they have a business down the street, nor do we own land. Mm. Um, until we, but 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 the churches are packed out on a Sunday morning. But the, but the, but the liquor store down the street has closed down. Mm. You know, or there are vacant buildings and vacant houses down the street. Those are issues where we drive by on Sunday morning and we we sit there and be okay with that. I mean, our soul gets fed. But we leave out there and drive by and see those empty buildings, and it don't affect us to a place where, you know, either we got to go talk talk to each other and say, how can we better serve our communities um, and make it more economically viable? Because when those property values go down, I mean, the houses, who, who want to live in this area anyway? Mm-hmm. So I do think there are opportunities. we got to do a better job because the, the, the communities that we the pastor in 
are not as strong as they should be. So what you end up happening, they're not careful. Um, the churches, even in our inner city schools, the churches are in our um, uh, part, part of the town, will end up looking for land on the other side of town mm. and um, build on that side mm-hmm. and leave um, the black community on its own. And so yet we say we want the community to be self-sustained. We say we want to empower the community, but we're the first one to leave it. You know, we're the first one to put our shoes on and run out of it um, and instead of fixing it and saying, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking nobody for getting a better building, better land. Believe that, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm no, saying yeah, growth, if, growth. If we're going yeah. if, if to make that move, then we still need our hands and feet still to be in the, in the movement of how we can better sustain our community. So my answer is yes, better opportunities. We got to do a better job. We got to do a better job of, of having those real tough conversations and not just concerned about our own 401k, our own retirement, um, and, and live life in what we call now this individualism that we've created. Um, because even when we come to church, we tell folks, get, get better, you get better, you be better. That's all, I'm all good with that. But I don't want to create no uh, individualism where we're all about ourselves, mm-hmm. where those around us are falling apart. And so uh, I hope I answered your question. You know, I just think there's an opportunity for it. No, absolutely. I don't think we're doing the best job that we can with the millions of dollars that forms of our church every, every weekend. So, so how can people get the book? That's uh, and 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 everything you're saying, a lot of your your uh, your concepts. I know you 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 weave a lot of that within your devotionals and uh, within uh, the 52 weeks. How can people get the book? They can go to the quick way to get the book is go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. You can get it through the Kindle. Uh, you can get it the the, the 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 paperback on Amazon.com. They can just type in my name or just type in building building you, and the book will come up. And that's probably the fastest way they they, uh, they can get it. Um, and um and in probably the safest way, and uh, everything be be done there. Um, or just go to our website www.hbcbuildsu.com and find out more information about it. But Amazon.com probably the fastest way to get it in their hands. Okay. And that's uh, go to Amazon or HBC Bills U. Bills, com. HBC Bills, the letter U.com. Pastor Levi, um, how can people connect with you as well? Can they go to the website and uh, leave they, they the go to the web, they, they go to the website. They can follow me on Instagram. They type in Pastor Levi. I'm on both places. Pastor Levi, at Pastor Levi on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, the same place. And I'm on Facebook, Pastor Levi. I'm, I, I, I try to keep it simple. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Pastor Levi, you know, I, I noticed uh, there's a, an autographed book in, in the house, and, and it ain't autographed to me, sir. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna forgive you for that transgression, okay? I promise. Hey, hey, you know, I, I, I got, I, I've been saying a lot of positive here lately. My um, my pastor, Dr. Ari Vernon, called me. He said, he said, hey, pastor. I said, hey, Dr. Vernon. He said, he said, I know your pastor, but um, um, you signed my book, but you didn't. I should afford your book. I was, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> pastor Levi Rogier. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being part of the show. And uh, and we will definitely make sure all the information on the book, as well as how to connect with you, is on the podcast page. And, and keep doing the great things you do. Uh, and just want to remind people uh, that the podcast uh, is available on Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, at, and when you do a search, you need to know podcast. Use the entire phrase, you need to know podcast. Also, you can go to Castropolis, C-A-S-T-R-O, P-O-L-I-S dot net. Again, Pastor Levi Rozier, his new book is Building You, 52 Weekly Devotions of God's Wisdom, uh, Senior Pastor at Harvest Builders Worship Center. Thank you so much, sir. Hey, thank you, sir.
You've been listening to the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know podcast? Click on the Spotlight My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening.